0: Hey, hey, you're listening to the Let's Heal Already podcast for the sometimes impatient, sometimes cranky person doing some healing. And I'm your host, JR. I'm an author, actor and speaker from Far Rockaway, New York. And on this podcast, you'll hear me cover ground on a variety of topics from mental wellness and emotional literacy to blackness to masculinity and femininity to ending misogyny and patriarchy to last but not least, bisexuality and ending sexual shame. What up, what up? I'm back at it again with another video. Before I get into today's video, please hit that subscribe button and also turn on your notifications. Okay, so in the past, I have made a video about how unlearning misogyny was good for my mental health. And while I think that video was really effective and done well, lots of great things in it, the alpha male sector of the internet continues to flourish. Not only do they just have, you know, their core following and their core audience, it continues to spread this idea of being a real man and masculinity and dominance. And so I wanted to make another video about the ways that misogyny actually hurts us as men and people in general. So I kind of wanted to start this video off by sharing personal things about like, why I think this continues to thrive. Well, it's in the very makeup of our society. This is how society is organized. Society is organized by race. Society is organized by gender. Society is organized by sexuality and also gender identity as well as ability. And I just kind of think back to, you know, my childhood being raised mostly by my sisters and my mom too, but you know, she worked a lot. So I remember like just certain things that they would say and do. And it's like, oh yeah, boys are like this and girls are like, I like this. And um, even with my mom, you know, I was like her favorite because I was the only, her only boy. And, um... I don't know. I feel like I kind of like resented that a little bit because I would see the ways that she was like nice to me, but then mean to my sisters, the people who like had like active hands in raising me, like spending the most amount of time with me. So I kind of think back to things like that. I think back to being told repetitively that, oh, I'm the man of the house. And that means that uh, I get the big piece piece of meat 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 at at dinner. dinner. (laughs) And um, and I was also kind of confused as to like what those duties Sort of included about being the man of the house. What did that mean? I think back to like things that my dad told me about like how men should be and provide and things like that and be strong. And what it meant to be strong was it meant not to have emotions, not to do things that girls and women did. And even outside of like what my dad said, I remember being in communities where I was looked at as like a lost cause. I've said this many times on this channel. I grew up like very, 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 very feminine. And so I just remember a lot of older guys, especially looking at me as though, like, oh, I had, I was a lost cause and had already been corrupted or had already been like damaged beyond repair or whatever. But I do remember them like, trying to, like, toughen me up by using acts of violence, um, whether that be physical, verbal, mental, emotional. And it's this idea that, like, oh, like, queer people, gay and bi men, boys, that's what happens when you let a boy become soft. That's what happens when you let boys have emotions and have a relationship with their emotions and be able to articulate their emotions and do something with and about their emotions. And I just kind of think back to, like, how many boys have been raised by fathers and uncles and brothers and society to believe that, to believe that you know, there's something wrong with being gay or bi, to believe that there's something wrong with being in touch with your own emotions, to believe that there's something wrong with being a fully developed human being. And that is really heavy. That is really, really messed up. I think that it only makes sense that we have more and more figures like Tariq Nasheed and Kevin Samuels and all of these people who talk about what it is to be a real man and an alpha male and dominance, people like Joe Rogan and... The Rock, it makes sense that they have huge followings because these are the foundations of what we build gender upon. This is like stuff that not only did boys and men in my life teach me, but women and girls in my life taught me this stuff too. Like, oh, this is what boys are. This is what boys do. And if you want to be attractive as a boy, this is what you have to do. This is how you have to perform. This is how you have to look and dress and speak. Whenever you put someone or something on a pedestal, you automatically put everything that is not that thing beneath it. So my sisters and my mother never had to say women are weak Women are less than. Women are this. But by putting masculinity and men on a pedestal, that is automatically what comes with that. And I don't want to just blame this on them. This is the society that we live in, as I just described. But this brings me to my first point of uh, saying, like, the ways it hurts us, is that being on a pedestal separates you from people. Being on a pedestal makes you have, like, this inflated sense of, like... Self, this inflated sense of ego. It makes you unable to learn from people who are not like you. It makes you unable to value the opinions and perspectives of people who are not like you. And um, it is dehumanizing, really. Misogyny is dehumanizing both to women and people who experience misogyny and also to men, too. It turns us into these like sentinels that carry out the patriarchy, these sentinels that carry out white supremacists patriarchy so that was kind of like the intellectual part of the video sort of i guess and i kind of now want to get into the feeling part of the video so this is going to be a feeling exercise and so it's incredibly important that you really engage your senses you really engage your feelings on this one as i start to read and list off the ways that misogyny hurts us i need you to really consider the cost of these things in six months time In five years time, in 10 years time, in 20 years time, if you do not change your relationship with and to misogyny, the way you think about women, the way you talk to women, the way you value women, the way you steal from women without giving credit, the way you talk over women, the way you think that you are just automatically smarter than women. I need you to really feel about this stuff, to really consider the cost of this, what this is costing you in your life right now. The connections that this will cost you the humanity that this will cost you the empathy that this will cost you the ability to feel supported and connected to another equal human being that this will cost you so i'm gonna read my list and i really need you to just feel about all of these things misogyny is costing us our ability to support and deeply connect with ourselves and others. Misogyny is costing us our ability to be emotional support systems for the people in our lives. Misogyny is costing us our ability to emotionally bond with our children. Misogyny is costing us our ability to maintain emotional closeness with our partners, with our siblings, with our parents. Misogyny is costing us our ability to unconditionally accept and love ourselves and the important people in our lives regardless of our own or their own sexuality, gender expression, gender identity, sexual history, sexual desires, needs, and current capability. Misogyny is costing us our ability to see partners who are women, femmes, and or feminine as our equals. Misogyny is costing us our ability to see ourselves outside of the provider archetype. Misogyny is costing us our ability to be feeling human beings. Misogyny is costing us our ability to take the perspectives, plans, and contributions of women, people we assume are women, and feminine people seriously in organizing spaces. Misogyny is costing us our ability to connect to who we were as children before male socialization fully had us in a chokehold. Misogyny is costing us our ability to be in solidarity with Black women. Misogyny is costing us our ability to be united against the violence of gender roles and heterosexism. So that's just like a very short list. Um, I actually want to hear from all of you about what you think misogyny is costing you, what you've seen it cost people in your life, what you feel about this topic, what's coming up for you in this video, and any other comments that you want to share on this topic, I would love to hear them. So please leave them down in the comment section below. If you would like to buy me a cup of coffee or support me in any way, my Cash App and my Venmo information is right down below in the description box. So I'll see you next time peace. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Let's Heal Already podcast. To be clear, I'm not advocating for an emotionally intelligent patriarch or for more men to begin and end their work at feeling comfortable painting their nails, wearing dresses, or expanding what falls under the fold of masculinity. Similarly, I do not want to be a highly efficient, well-adjusted worker under capitalism, which is often the aim of Western therapy models. I am calling for the system to be abolished. That system is imperialist, cis-heterosexist, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. Please leave a rating or review on the platform you use to listen to this podcast and feel free free to share this with your friends donation to show support can be made at j-r-y-u-s-s-u-f on venmo